This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, I'm Brittany Bristow, and you're listening to Tobin Tonight. Brittany, my very first question is, we're like a few days away from Christmas. How excited are you? I'm so excited for Christmas. I love Christmas. Every year I look forward to it. I start getting excited in November. This year I bought wrapping paper in August. So very excited. That's fair. I was about to say, I thought you'd be like more excited in like October because in this household, (laughs) that's when like the Hallmark movies come on. And I'm just like, I get criticized for like, as soon as Halloween's over getting in the Christmas Mm -hmm. mood while there are people in this house that will watch the Hallmark movies way before Halloween, (laughs) but like no one bats an eye. No one bats an eye at them. It's almost like, listen, it's, it's on TV. There's nothing else on. I'm like, fair play. Yeah, I, I do want to make a bit of a, a funny comment, and I'm sure you've heard this one before. But like, mm-hmm. to me, with the holiday movies for Hallmark, it's almost like, all right, we've taken Brittany, we teamed her up with Matt. Let's do another movie <laughs> with Brittany and this guy, Brittany yeah. and this guy, and it's like, but it's the same, same idea. And then I get it; it's a different concept in terms of maybe mm-hmm. it's a different place, it's a different circumstance. Yeah. But I guess a guy would kind of look at that and be like. Yeah, it's the same thing. Local guy comes home or local girl comes home, yeah. lost their job, finds their love of their life. But like, how how do you reply if ever, if people had come up to you and said well, that? Yeah, I mean, some people do say that. I think ultimately, while the structure is the same and the format is very similar in terms of, you know, how they actually write the scripts, the scripts are written in nine acts. And there's a very distinct through line that people like to see. All of the stories are different and they do have different characters. The holiday movies tend to have a little bit more of a through line that is familiar just because it's around the holidays. But when you look at the stories, even though they are somewhat similar in how they're developed in terms of, you know, guy meets girl or girl meets guy. And then there's the issues and the natural transition of friends to people who love each other. The stories do all have different spirits and they do all have different aspects. And I think one thing that's really fun when working on these is that, you know, you have the opportunity to watch different people bring different characters to life and no two people are going to play those the same. So as long as the stories you're telling are unique and real, then it doesn't really matter as long as they make people happy. I just bring it up because there's a guy that's like so on Instagram that will like mm-hmm. I, I think he starts trending and I think he's got a, a niche where it's almost like he pretends to be a Hallmark writer and then it's oh, like yeah. he, prete- he pretends like someone else is coming in the room and it's like all right it's like they're on a farm it's like oh he falls <laughs> in love with a girl on the farm and it's like it's called yeah. a ride to remember or something and like brilliant and I'm like it feels like that's how it goes down, but I'm sure it doesn't. But that's it, it's no, like almost, it's far yeah. more nuanced than that. But uh, yeah. but no, it is. You know, the reason why they've been so successful is because they are formulaic, and people know yeah. what to expect when they're going to those movies. And as a result, they know they're going to walk out happy. And you know, they're not everybody's cup of tea, but a lot of people do love them, which is great. There's yeah. a huge audience for them. And at the end of the day, like especially around the holidays, we all need something that makes us happy. And I think. They they feel that for a lot of people. Yeah, I know that there's people, I'm sure, regardless where they're from, that will like PBR it because I know right mm. around December time, like for myself and probably my generation, like I know that there's girls that are my age that will watch it. But for me, I will turn on like Home Alone, Home Alone 2. And I probably have yeah. like I'm on DVD as well, but it's mm-hmm. just like it's on TV. I'll watch it. But yeah, it comes around December that I feel like Hallmark, it's almost like, it's the countdown of Christmas. And then when December comes, it's like, okay, you've seen all, you've seen all our movies. You've seen all the new ones. It's like, so go rewatch them. It's like, okay, but like, there's still like 20 odd days here. Come on. They actually do with the countdown to Christmas. As far as I know, perhaps last year was different because of COVID. But as far as I know, with the countdown to Christmas, they try to air new movies all the way up until the new year. 
Um, yeah. There was one year that I had a film premiere earlier in December. I think it was around December 14th or something. And the last movie, the last original movie that they aired was actually after the new year. And it yeah. was a new year's movie. So I know that, you know, even though they do repeat, there's also a lot of people who based on their families or whatever, don't have a chance to watch them when they first air, which is why they repeat them. And then there's, of course, you know, the favorites over the years yeah. that people want to rewatch, but they do as far as I know. And as far as it was the year that I had my film premiere, for them for Christmas was that they had original films every few days, even though they weren't every single night, they did have new ones. Cause I think they make somewhere in the vein of like 40 Christmas movies a year. Oh, wow. Okay. So I, no I know, shortage of new ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I like though yeah. that the other, the other aspect that I think people kind of forget with Hallmark sometimes, which I, I do like that Hallmark does is because mm-hmm. I, I used to always be like, why are they still showing Christmas movies in like, january to almost like february but then yeah there there's always people that are like overseas there are people mm-hmm. that are like you know that couldn't make it home for christmas and they celebrate christmas yeah. late for that purpose i was like okay so yeah. they're kind of catering to them which is an audience that it's like i don't know how big the audience is but it's still an audience there that someone's like man like my husband or wife is overseas they're not coming home till like january 15th like why do you shut down the movies then yeah. And they don't. They keep them going until yeah. I'm like, okay, that's that's great for them. It's 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 of an course. easy audience, but awesome. <laughs> I want to ask you, because I'm going to ask you like how you got into, obviously, the Hallmark movie roles as well. Mm-hmm. But I had it written down here because I've seen it a few times. My niece seen it a few times. And oh. at first we were kind of like, is this the same girl? But Blizzard. I think it's... Yeah. It, yeah. And I was looking at it the other day and I'm like, man, oh, how wow. many people go back... And you look at like their first role in anything or just their first Christmas movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they look back and like, do they look back at it with fond memories or they look oh, back at yeah. it and be like, hey, I was like, can you not show me that anymore? <laughs> <laughs> How do you, how's your take on Blizzard? You know what? I think it's such a sweet movie. It's one of those ones, like obviously for me, I I get so uncomfortable anytime I'm watching myself in anything. Um, I think that is just a pretty natural way. Like anytime my face pops up, I'm like, oh my God, get me out of here. Why am I looking at myself? But at the end of the day, Blizzard was such a fun movie to be a part of. And it's such a great Christmas movie, in my opinion. Like it's just, it's got such a great message. It's sort of one of those films that there's something in it for everyone. I think it's become a... Christmas classic, dare I say. It's been on every year. I mean, I made that movie when I was 11. So 20 years it's been on air. It plays every Christmas. I get messages from people every (laughs) Christmas asking me if I'm the meanie in that movie. And it's sort of become this timeless film that people just love to watch. I'm really proud that I'm a part of it. Yeah, I I look back. I look back because like when you're a child watching certain movies and then you go back and watch it when you're grown up, sometimes you forget like who voiced what part or mm-hmm. you're kind of excited. Cause I know with Annabelle's wish, I was very surprised. Yeah. Cause that's like a really old one. I remember bringing it to school when I was younger, uh, yeah. completely devastated when my dad was like, Hey, we rented that. You have to bring that back at some <laughs> point. And I was like, man, don't Do tell I me that. <laughs> and then like years later finding out I, the name's kind of blanking on me now, but I think it was like, um, Oh, come to me one one pipe, but he like he narrates the whole thing, and he's like a mm-hmm. famous country singer. I should probably know this better, but I was just very surprised that like you go and look at the voice actors for it. I believe even one of the girls that was named the Golden Girls voiced mm-hmm. the aunt, and I was like, oh wow, like eight year old Brian, five five or eight year old Brian was like, I don't care, I like the <laughs> the animation. But as you get older, you're like, all right, like cool, yeah. did not know that. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You realize when you get older, Toy Story was like, oh, Tom, yeah. Tom Hanks Icon voiced it, and you're like, people. you're like, can you stop making great movies, Tom Hanks? Like, we get it, stop. <laughs> but I want to ask you, like, how did you get into acting, and then how did this kind of open the door for pretty much? It seems like exclusively a lot of these Hallmark. It's just like get Britney. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> so how did that all come to be? Uh, well, acting wise, I started, I was really young. I was about six years old and there was an open casting call for a commercial. I was little girl in ballet class and someone came in and mentioned that they were doing a commercial and they needed a bunch of little ballerinas. And I begged my parents to let me go and managed to get the commercial. And then I sat my parents down and told them I wanted to be an actress and they, I think at the time were excited for me, but also like, oh 
God, no, we don't. <laughs> this, no, why would you choose this for a living? But they saw my determination. So they were really supportive. And I'm very lucky that they were supportive because I know a lot of people don't have, especially in the arts, people don't have parents that are super on board with them doing those things. And then I took a break in the middle for a bit uh, through high school. And then when I started up again, I was about 19 and I've just been acting ever since. And yes, I do a lot of rom-coms, a lot of the romance genre movies. I did my first one ever for Hallmark. I can't even remember what year it was, but it was called Love Blossoms. That was the first film I ever did for them and started working with them and other companies that do similar style films after that. But I've done some other stuff in the middle too. Um, I have a a really cool film that just premiered actually uh, in California at the Newport Beach Film Festival called Shadowtown, which is a psychological thriller that I'm really proud of. And I did a a period piece earlier last year called The Marijuana Conspiracy, which was a true story, which was really cool to be a part of as well. So while I do a lot of the rom-com stuff and I really enjoy it, the goal for me is just to be able to do what I love every day or as many days out of a year as an actor can possibly do that. And I'm happy to work on any and all projects and I'm very grateful that people have continued to support me in the romance genre because I think it's it's a really special one to be a part of. And I think when you're given an opportunity and the audiences support you so much, it's just like, it's exciting knowing that you're making something that people are going to love. And it's always a little scary when you're making something that's really different and you have no idea if people are going to love it or hate it. So it's uh, it's kind of one of those things where it's nice to be a part of because I know I know people are going to like the movies. I, I think the idea that I like too is when you start to kind of not like not try to try, try to pinpoint in one genre, but like when you start getting known in a particular genre, and then they mm-hmm. start doing the ads. Like I'm sure when they first started doing, say, Christmas movies with you in it, it was like, okay, mm-hmm. who's who's the main star that people will know, or like who's the one that we advertise. But I feel like now when you go watch like the holiday movies that Hallmark puts on, mm-hmm. or when they do the previews, they're almost like your name is like a marquee or like whoever else is like, for example, like yeah. I think it's Danica, uh, is a marquee as well or mm-hmm. Danica. But it's like, yeah, yeah. as soon as they start premiering them, it's like you, as soon as they mention that name, there are people that are probably like, Oh yeah, I remember her. And like this one from this yeah. year. Like, so, so I'm going to watch it regardless. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah, Oh, that's, well, that's, that's nice. part of it. That's <laughs> yeah. part of it too. Is I think like a lot of the people who watch these movies are, are really a loyal fan base. And if they like you and something, they're going to support you. I mean, even at the Newport, Newport Beach Film Festival, one thing that was fascinating, I wasn't able to be there. I was in St. John's working. But what was hilarious was some of the women that went to go see this film that I did, that's this dark psychological drama that's shot in Iceland. Yeah. And I play somebody completely different than the romance films. There were women in the audience who knew me from having watched me in the romance movies. Mm. And they bought tickets and went to this film festival just to support me in that. So what's really incredible is that the fan base of these films is so loyal that if they love you in one thing, they will support each and everything that you do. And that's really special too, because not only are you building a career, but you're building a group of people that support you and want to cheer you on. And I don't know that that exists quite the same way in other genres. So it's, it's cool. Yeah. it's, It's neat. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, because I know, like, I'm a big fan of when I was younger. I don't know how recent it would be today, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, Adam Sandler, Jim Carrey, Will Ferrell. And, like, when you're younger, you find that kind of humor interesting or, like, kind of funny. Um, oh, yeah. When I go back and watch some of the movies, I'm like, I'm like, all right, that's not exactly a hit. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, I came for you. So yeah. it's like, I, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever gone to see Jack and Jill by Adam Sandler. It's not on my list. I, I, I you know, sorry, Adam, it's just not, but <laughs> there are other movies that I will distinctively defend from Sandler. Yeah. And then there's other ones. That I'm just like, you're right. It's not great, but I went yeah. because the name on the marquee. So it's, yeah, exactly. it's that fan base, right? It's like, yeah. if, if someone was like to, to me more, it's like, Oh, I'm going to see an Adam Sandler. I hate that guy or something. I'd be like, that's totally okay with you. But like, I'm going not knowing what this movie is. But just yeah. because he's in it, like just because like, he's in it, I want to yeah. see it. Yeah, like yeah. there are Disney Disney movies that he has done that I'm sure like you don't have that Adam Sandler style humor. And I'm kind mm-hmm. of like, I will watch it because he's in it. Like I think pandemic wise, when I was looking for like movies to watch because my friends like movies, I'm not a big movie mm-hmm. goer, and I'm like, man, they're referencing things from the '90s that I should know that I don't. Yeah. And so yeah. I was like, I'll just go binge watch some movies. 
I think the movie's called like Rain on Me or Rain Over Me. It's kind of mm-hmm. based on like the 9-11 story. Um, okay. With Adam Sandler in it. And that was like not Adam Sandler humor. And I was just right. like, oh, it's I was like, that's actually a pretty good acting job that's not funny mm-hmm. it's serious and i'm like how come people are not giving him more credit and say oh because the movie was released brian like 10 years ago i was like oh, oh that's right. helpful yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah no so but that, it is that, true you make a good point i think sometimes people people will see somebody as succeeding in one space and somebody yeah. like an adam sandler is a really good example of that and then sort of write them off when it comes to other things so it can be challenging too in yeah. that you know if you, if you have something that you love that you want to get, like there's been things that I've auditioned for and I've been like, Oh, I would love to do something like this. And in the back of my mind, every once in a while, I'm like, I just don't know if they'll buy me. Yeah. Like if they'll, if they'll look at me and go, yeah, she could do it. Or if they're going to look at me and go, "Mm, but she's the romance girl, which I still love those movies and I will do them every day for the rest of my life. Not, you know, shaking a finger at them. I do think, Sometimes it's interesting. So then when you have the audience members that are willing to go, I don't know anything about this movie. I don't think it's funny, but I like this person and I believe in this person. So I'm going to go and I'm going to watch it anyways. That's how you're able to sort of branch out. And somebody like a Zach Galifianakis did it beautifully. I mean, he's an incredible serious actor and people didn't think he was after the hangover. And then you watch some of the newer films he's got same with Melissa McCarthy, people that were like true comedians. I wonder if it's harder to go from like, say, comedy to serious or serious to comedy, because I feel like it's harder to go from like comedy to serious because people expect laughs where if you go serious yeah. and then you go funny, it's almost like people are impressed. <laughs> yeah. Like people are kind of like, I did not know that that guy was funny. like a big one for me. And I'm sure there's a lot of male audiences that will probably agree or maybe they won't, but it's like, you know john cena or dwayne the rock johnson like you're mm-hmm. like oh yeah these guys are big tough funny guy or like big, yeah, they're supposed to be like uh, like yeah. serious and then they go and do like a funny movie and you're like yeah i did not know that that was and i'm just like well it was such easy it was so easy because like <laughs> you were expecting like as soon as they name a joke or a scene and you laugh you're like yeah. he played that well where it's the other way around you're almost like yeah. i didn't i didn't come here to see you do seriousness it's like well <laughs> yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Going back to that, I, I think it's funny because when you're talking about getting a core audience, like I know for me with with Sandler, there's obviously mm-hmm. movies that were came, came out way before like I was really interested in it. But Mr. Mm-hmm. Deeds was, I think, the first one that they showed on uh, TBS, which is my all time favorite movie now. But yeah. there are people out there that will be like, wait a second. Like, you know, Winona Ryder was in other movies. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but this is my favorite Winona Ryder movie because everything just links together well. And they're like, yeah, "Yeah, but that's probably like the worst Winona. I'm like, for you, maybe (laughs) for me, I enjoy it. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes like a movie can really in in a sense, like if people are really on board of it or really like it, they can kind of make make your career and go like to a bigger platform like i know one that la- uh, premiered last christmas now it's already been a few times on hallmark i i'm probably going to butcher the name but I'll-, I'll give you the premise and then you might remember the name or might have seen it but the girl ends up adopting the two kids because the mother dies the guy was really into like wood building but his dad never supported him and i think it's something with a molly or holly in it but i don't remember the whole um oh. name but it was like it only came out i think the end of last year uh, right. but like, it's a really good movie if I'm going to come in watching someone that's mm-hmm. already watching that movie because I've seen it right. bits and pieces along the way. But I'm like, yeah, it got a good message. It gets to a real core. Of course, it has its holiday, what I call cheesy moments where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, of course, this all comes together in the end. But yeah. it's still kind of nice and appealing. And I can see mm-hmm. that for the female that's in it. Obviously, I'm not making a good case for this, but the female that's in it, I can see like if two or three years down the road that you start seeing her name on a marquee for movies. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's, she did good in this movie. So yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 But like, have you found that? I didn't see that one, but. Oh, but I didn't see advertisements for it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely turn it on. And you'd be like, you'd be like, oh yeah, it's a good movie. Um, Do you have people, (laughs) like, I know when you said, when you branch out into other roles, do you have like a fan base then that either comes at you at like Twitter or Instagram? and was like positive and negative. Is it mostly positive or do you have some people um, like, I didn't expect you to be in this role. I was totally upset with this. Why are you doing oh, this? No. no, it's actually really funny. 
I have had almost entirely positive support from people, which I feel very lucky for because from the small experience I've had with the negativity on the internet, it is not fun, but no, I've been quite lucky. I mean, there's a couple of people, the one film I did, uh, the marijuana conspiracy, it was definitely not, not the same audience in the sense of what people who are definitely just wanting to look at, you know, the romance movies are looking for that said a lot of people who watched the Hallmark movies that support me mentioned to me that they saw it and that they thought it was great. Yeah. So it's not that there are different audiences entirely. It's just a different style of film that said there was one person who was like, the movie is great. However, there's going to be some Hallmarkies that don't love it. So yeah. like, just be aware, know what it's about. So in that sense, like, I think that's other than one person saying like some people might, it might not be their cup of tea just based on the types of movies that they would have seen you in previously, but it was great. Is that like, I've been very, very lucky with almost entirely positive feedback on things like that. And I think I've maintained since the beginning of my career really taking off, if that's even the right way to look at it, that I am where I am because of the people that have supported me both on Hallmark, on romance films, and and what else I've done over the last few years. And I want them to be happy. But I think also because of that, the people that follow me and the people that interact with me feel a, a certain amount of appreciation from me to them. So when it comes to watching my movies, I'm not saying like, oh, watch this because I'm in it. You're going to love it. I'm saying if you watch this, I would be so grateful. I worked hard on it and I'm proud of it. And so there's a different... I've, at least I hope because it's it's what I would like to portray. I'm just so appreciative of anyone who wants to support me in whatever it is I'm doing. And if I'm taking chances, it really makes me excited when people are proud of me in a sense for being brave, trying something new or trying something outside of myself. So in that sense, like I, I hope that that's where they see it. And so, I, but I do think as a result of my appreciation for the people who support me, they've in turn been very supportive because yeah. they know how much I appreciate their support. I, w- I would like to see an ad where you did the complete opposite where you're like, hey, watch this movie <laughs> because I'm in it. And then someone would be like, wow, the audacity on that girl. And then they'd be like, but I'm still going to watch it because I'm a hardcore fan. But I just can't believe she said it that way. And I don't think like, I could ever do that. <laughs> it would make I, me I feel think, so uncomfortable. Yeah, I think. I think I could, knowing that there would be people on the internet that would tear me a new one. But at the same point, I'm Fair. like, I feel like I feel like you're 1990. I'm 91, so we kind of grew mm-hmm. up on like the MSN era. I'm used to probably people just being a bit hateful online. But the only difference is, <laughs> I know it's online. This person lives Ohio, wherever, and it's like mm-hmm. you're probably never going to see me. This is your two cents to get off your chest, whatever. So if I didn't yeah. add tomorrow of like hey, you better watch Tobin tonight, not Conan, not this. And someone's like, can you believe this guy? This Newfoundlander thinks he's got... And I'm just like, cool, it got your attention. And, you know, if that's what you want to say, cool. Like, you're never going to see me. <laughs> I, I find it can be hard. I don't know. I I do agree to a certain extent, but I'm also somebody that I genuinely care how people interact with me, especially online, because yeah. while my Instagram isn't necessarily my a hundred percent life it's not you know every moment of my day it's not me it's not you know waking well, up you're with not my using crazy it correctly and, no. <laughs> <laughs> right but it is one of those things where i wanted to represent me well but i also want who i am to shine through on that and i think sometimes it can be challenging when you know there have been moments where you know when you get hateful messages and you get hateful comments or you get messages or comments that are kind of mean or belittling or dismissive it can be really hurtful especially when you're somebody that genuinely cares about you know i care about the people that i'm interacting with online and i i know that i don't always get to talk to everybody and i don't get to message everybody back and i i don't get to do that all the time but it it genuinely matters to me and i don't want ever for people to think that I'm like this, I don't know. I just, I, I have like a like fundamental, an ego. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. but also in the same way, like 
I would just never want to be the person that would say anything that would like affect someone negatively. And so for me, I try to make sure that that like my interactions don't allow for that it's, either. Yeah, it's a tight, like on both sides it, of it. It's a tight balancing act. I feel like, you mm-hmm. know, the social media world has made it a little bit tougher for that. Like yeah. I was looking I was looking at one, I think it's a few weeks ago, but it was and it's 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 sports. I feel like sports is it's its own engagement, but it's like mm-hmm. someone had Absolutely. tweeted it, someone had tweeted out because there was Cole Caulfield playing for Montreal. But he was mm-hmm. sent down to a Laval at this point, and he didn't score. And then the, t- the opposing team's Twitter tweeted out, "Is Cole Caulfield even in the building?" And he's a twenty-year-old, but like you know, he's going to eventually score. But like then Habs fans got mad, and then they were yeah. like, "Was it in the wrong for the PR team of this team to do that?" I'm like, "It's there's fifty-fifty. There's people like leave him alone yeah. as a kid." But I'm like, that's kind of the fun part of sports too, where it's almost like you're tripping yeah. him. And then he'll end up scoring on you. And as long as you're a good sport about it, yeah, whatever. But I, I feel like it's gone to the point where you can't even tweet out, say, if Sidney Crosby gets hurt and it's the Philadelphia Flyers. And they're like, yeah, Crosby's hurt. Awesome. It's like as long as he's like not totally hurt. Yeah. People are like, how dare you? It's like they're rivals. I know. What do you expect to be like? It's true. I mean, I think there is a very fine line. I do agree with you. I do think there's a fine line, though, in that like. I think things like Twitter, especially, have sort of made it so people forget that the people that they're commenting about are (laughs) actually people. And I think sometimes that's part of the problem is that like these people are getting attacked or are getting like berated when they're a 20 year old kid who's trying their best to score a goal. And people forget (laughs) that they're a 20 year old kid doing their best trying to score a goal and just start like... (laughs) unleashing on them and i think that you know sometimes we need to be we need to put ourselves in check and be like right this is a real person who's just trying their best and like even if their best is not my best or in this case their best is a heck of a lot better than like 90 percent of the population of the world you know i think it's just important that people remember that When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I can come, I can come that that from like two different spectrums because I know when I was maybe like the World Juniors obviously is a big deal for Canada mm-hmm. or anything really winter related with mm-hmm. sports. But I remember years ago, I think Canada was up like five nothing. Russia comes back and wins, and I'm only like 19 going to Memorial University at this point. But I remember being yeah. in a car and like listening on Newfoundland radio of people belittling like Ryan Ellis everyone on yeah. that team and i'm 19 years old and i'm also like livid because i'm like wow yeah. that's embarrassing but then yeah like now when i'm like 29 years old looking back at that i'm like man imagine being the 19 year old that's listening to this on your own local station of yeah. people that supported you and all of a yeah. sudden now they're saying you're a piece of crap you're trash well, and then and exactly and you take something like that which like listen there's always going to be people that are going to try to knock you down there's always going to be people who are going to be willing to hide behind whatever and just say whatever they want that's always going to exist but then like take those comments and then throw twitter in the mix yeah like can you imagine just like you know sure it sucks to have to listen to that radio casting but then like to turn around and be like oh there's also five million people on twitter who are just yelling at me it yeah. would just be so much worse it's funny because i think over it's the great, years but it's also evil yeah yeah like it, it's funny <laughs> because i think over the years which i think is kind of like you know with all new technology all like different platforms and stuff it, it's mm-hmm. kind of creating awareness in certain aspects too because i think now with the world juniors i don't know if it's been the last two or three years maybe five but it's like hockey Canada almost tells the like the kids as soon as they come in and make the team or even in training camp, they're like, listen, turn off your social media because trust mm-hmm. me, you're not going to want to go on it. Rather, like you'll maybe get like five great comments if you make the team, 
But as soon as it's all done and said, if we went mm-hmm. silver, you're like, you're gone. <laughs> like people are well, coming. Yeah. yeah. And so. it's funny. I actually remember something my parents told me when I was really little it was after Blizzard. I saw a really mean news article in a newspaper and I was so distraught. I was like, or was it? No, it wasn't on a newspaper. I think it was maybe on like imdb somebody had reviewed something and said something okay. really mean about me was it was it like britney bristow is abysmal and then you did the joey <laughs> tribbiani and was like man this is such a great review <laughs> honestly i wish i wish that's what they said um also because i was a child that's yeah, the yeah. other thing i was like an 11 year old girl who had just been like taken through the ringer <laughs> i was like this is so mean and my my dad said something my parents said something to me that has sort of i think just always stayed with me as i've gotten older and it's that if you're gonna read the bad read the good too but if you're gonna read the good you have to read the bad yeah because you can't look at one and not focus on the other so it's better just to not pay attention at all and yeah. i think as social media has grown and it's become this sort of like beautiful monster it is this thing where like if you're going to read all the comments you have to be prepared for the ones where people aren't going to be nice to you or people are going to tell you that they don't like your work it's, and it's the thing you know, about you have to be willing to see both sides of it and some yeah, like, people aren't aren't willing to do yeah. that and for some people it's really hard and i think that's entirely understandable the thing i think with social media and then we'll, after i get through this you can have a say we'll go somewhere else, go with another topic but it's like i this think it's funny because with social media again with the newspaper articles with like magazines someone at least has to have the credibility for that like where you re- mm-hmm. reach out to that magazine or say like who posted this and they might defend it and say no listen that's anonymous but i feel like with social yeah. media you see a lot of eggs or you see a lot yeah. of like blank accounts or you know avatars and you're like oh, okay you're hiding yeah. behind that but i remember there was one on i think it's like apple podcasting and mm-hmm. you were just starting off doing this podcast and like someone was like i feel so bad for the guests that come on the show because they have like they have so much Aww. to say and this guy <laughs> this guy is terrible but like he hopefully he gets better and i was like well hopefully he gets better is the part that i'm going to take away from that yeah and hope in three or four years you come back and he's like even if you're like still crap but better guests. I'd be like, but better. Well, you came back. You still came back. So yeah, good. at least you came but, back. Yeah. yeah. But like the, no, the ones true. that you get of good comments are more or less like, and I, I guess you have to accept it as the host per se, mm-hmm. where like I will go back on YouTube, find comments and like, I was so glad Emma Wiggle said that, or I was so glad that Steve Howie explained this yeah. to me. And I'm like, what about me? Like I was, <laughs> I brought it out, but they're just, they're like, they just come for the guest. So you kind of got to right. accept like, I feel like even watching like Conan or Kimmel, mm-hmm. I feel like there are people that like Conan over time, but yeah. a lot of them probably are like, oh, it's a really good interview that he did with so-and-so. And I'm like, okay, so you came for them, but then you kind of yeah. stayed out. So I'm like, I get it. I'm like, I'm yeah. not the main appeal to these episodes, but <laughs> they'll come and be like, but hey, oh. people are listening to the show for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just happen to hear yeah. us. Yeah. In, in the future, they're like, as there I tell pe- as I tell my friends, just so they don't think I have a bloated ego, I'll be like, listen, I hate the host too, but man, he has some good guests. And then they're like, <laughs> they're like, is he serious? Well, I guess we can't take him that serious. I'm like, that's cool. It's fine. <laughs> I want to ask you, I'm just kind of going into a little bit of, because you mentioned before we went on this whole social media rant, which I'm okay mm-hmm. with, but mm-hmm. you mentioned about you were in St. John's. Uh, yes. I was actually kind of surprised to find that you have ties to newfoundland i believe it was your yeah. on it's on your mom's side is she yeah, from she's she's a newfoundlander i've been told i can't use the term newfie because people get offended even oh. though i am a newfie but <laughs> we'll use the we'll there use the term are. newfoundlander <laughs> uh, <laughs> so like do you actually uh, did you come back for like a visit or was there a project entitled or entailed with that as well yeah i was actually working in st john's i was working on an episode of a tv show and uh yeah so i had smallish part but it was really fun to be there and it gave me a chance to visit i hadn't been back since i was about nine but i got a chance to see my aunt and uncle who live out there which was really great and you know sort of retrace a lot of the footsteps my mom had taken she went to i believe she went to memorial university and yeah so i kind of got to explore this area and and when we went back to newfoundland when i was little we didn't spend a ton of time in st john's because my mom uh is from an area that's about three hours three and a half hours away so we more so just drove straight there and spent some time there 
so yeah, it was, it was really nice to be there and I really enjoyed it. But yeah, my mom is, my mom is from Newfoundland. I know there's a few, epi- like a few shows now that are like mm-hmm. kind of based on Newfoundland, but I mean, you don't have to answer. You can kind of make a joke about inside, <laughs> but like, did this, did this episode that you had a small part in have a dog on the show? It might have. It might. Okay. Fair, fair enough. That's all. Well, that's all we'll get into, but yeah. Cause I Maybe. mean, there's, there's a few, there's like, I, I've noticed cause for the longest time, we used to have like Republic of Doyle down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then now they have like Hudson and Rex. And I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. probably like the only show here. But then there has been an actor that was on Hudson and Rex with a small part that's back in Newfoundland for like another kind of sci-fi TV show as well. Yes. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, like there's a lot of... Yeah, I have a couple of friends working on that one as yeah. well. Yeah. And I was just still yeah. like, okay, interesting. Like, I did not know this. So I feel like there should be yeah. a point where it's like, hey, now there's a podcast show in Newfoundland too. It's like, oh, the media world is booming in Newfoundland. But yeah, there's quite yeah. a few. I think there's been uh, a Disney film shot out there earlier this year, as far as I know. That and is then true there's too. another show that's shooting or just finished shooting out there. Yeah, quite a bit. It, it's it's surprising to me because I I always mm-hmm. thought when you were smaller, it's like Toronto, Vancouver, but mm-hmm. it seems like I I can see the appeal for Newfoundland, but I I do like which they wouldn't do in the past when you see Newfoundland shows, but it's like it's almost like hey, we're in Newfoundland, but we don't need to make it like entitled Newfoundland. Like right. you can still have the jelly bean houses, and people are like, oh, that looks interesting, but we're not outright saying, look at our jelly bean houses, look how we fit this into the scene. <laughs> Like, look at the water. <laughs> yeah. Look how we fit this into the scene. It's like, no, it's just a platform. It's just a part of it. Yeah. 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 I want to ask too, because now we, we kind of went over a little bit of the career part, social media. Yeah. I'd like to get, of course, into the Christmas part as well. Of um, course. What are some things, obviously, around Christmas time, because we're in that festive spirit now, <laughs> that you like to do? Like things that maybe like in past times, like, do you go like skating? Do you like make snowman? Do you um, like watch watch movies? Watch yourself on the TV and be like, "Hey, not I me. did well as long in as that." I'm no. not in it. <laughs> as long as I'm not in it, we're good. No, I love watching Christmas movies. One of my favorite things to do is I start collecting presents for people like as early as is not insane. So I like to start buying presents for people early. And then like one of my very favorite things to do is during the day when my fiance is working, I will like stay at home and wrap presents and watch Christmas movies or like bake cookies and listen to Christmas music all day because I'm really into Christmas. I like to get a Christmas tree as early as is permitted. So like... (laughs) November, December, uh, I get my Christmas tree up and I like to decorate it. And and my fiance and I have like a couple of different decorations. Now we're like starting to collect our own little things. Okay. And that's something for me that I think is a tradition in my family that I would like to carry on is every year my mom gives myself and my sister a decoration or two on Christmas Eve. And it was sort of a tradition that she started so that when we grew up, we would have a tree full of however many years old we were of decorations, um, which is really sweet. And then she like write the year on it every year. So I have decorations from when I was one until turning 30. I Um, I wonder where I'm kind of interested. I wonder where like all that kind of starts. Cause I know like we see like in the moment, I feel like Mm -hmm. you probably don't think about it, but then when you, like, I guess when you become an adult and you have a kid, you're kind of like, I Mm kind of want to remember this because I'm probably going to forget when they got this. I've got ones that says like baby's first Christmas, 1991. I've got ones where they've taken like your picture with Santa and they have it in Mm -hmm. like its own little thing on a tree and they'll mark on the back. And I'm like, man, I wouldn't have thought of that. But I guess yeah. when you have a child and you're like, kind it of like, thing it, it, of. it becomes like one of those. Yeah. Cause I, I look at, it yeah. and I'm like, I kind of wonder if like today's generation does that as much. I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like they, they probably do, but I look at some Maybe, of the ornaments yeah. that we have on our tree and there's like, you know, past pets that have passed away and you're like, Aww. Oh, I, I still collect them or I still have them. But it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, you probably wouldn't see that in the store anymore. Like we have one that has Buster and it's a dog bone, but it's like someone had Aww. made it. And um, That's so cute. I, feel, I feel like you can probably still go out and get something dog related, but it's just oh, not, yeah, totally. it's not the same. That. So I'm like, yeah, you know, those are good to keep. And then yeah, I think I had an ornament last year that was like, Oh my, like just eighties, seventies. It was one of my parents. Like they're just oh, that's amazing. ornaments, nothing like special. Um, mm-hmm. My niece and nephew were decorating a small little Christmas tree. And of course 
didn't hang them correctly and then they started to fall and then uh oh, no. it's like yeah well they're 70s and 80s ornaments like what are you going to do like they're, they, as soon as they hit the <laughs> they've floor, lasted this yeah, long yeah exactly so it's it's nice that they're kept but yeah it, there's something to say about the old the, the other thing i actually wanted to ask you that i was interested in just because it's a little bit christmas related and i don't know if your family did it because i noticed it less and less as time goes mm-hmm. on but like tinsel on a tree so we I believe used to have tinsel yeah. and then about 20 years ago, my mom bought these, I think it was my mom that bought them these little like metal hanger thingies. They're like, they're okay. like candy canes and that they have like the little hook, but they, they spin like this down and they're metal and they look like tinsel. Okay. And there's like a package of 50 of them. So we hang those all over the tree now. So they're like tinsel icicles. Okay, nice. Because, yeah, I noticed like it's not as messy as tinsel because tinsel is a mess. Oh, that's uh, yeah. No, I mean, I remember when you were younger, like if you go back in like the yearbook and see like I I see tinsel, I see cleaning it off off the floor. And then recently, I think it's only like hit me like a few days ago where I'm like, wait, how come our recent trees don't have tinsel? And I'm like, okay, never noticed that just stopped becoming a trend. Mm -hmm. But like, it's funny how they things stop and then they go like. There are mm. ones now where kids have the elf on the shelf. I never grew up with elf on the shelf. Never grew I didn't up even, with. I don't. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that is even really. I mean, I yeah, know yeah, what it is, yeah. but. And I never grew up I, with finding a, uh, I think it's a, a, a pickle. Like, uh, of course, if you have like, depending on how many kids you have, it's like right. the, the, the pickle. And I'm like, all the right, where have all one. these traditions when we were smaller? I would have liked to find a pickle to get another gift or like I would have <laughs> right. I would have liked an elf on the shelf to kind of scare me to death, but also make me yeah. excited for Christmas. But yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, we just had the the every night being told that Santa knows what you're doing all the time. Yeah, that scared I, me yeah, half yeah. death. I was like, OK, I'm only ever going to be the best kid in the world. Yeah, Santa's or it's like, when, it, or, or it's like my birthday's in October, so like when October finished, oh, okay. Happy and birthday. then oh, thank you, and then when like November came, it's almost like, all right, he's he's watching you now, like he's watching you like a yeah. goddamn hawk, and I was just like, <laughs> but but like I just had my birthday, how bad can I be within the next a month and a half? And it's like, oh, you'll yeah. see, school will test you, and I was like, <laughs> all right, but yeah, I, I always think there's some still mystery sides of christmas that i kind of been enticed about like i know uh maybe new year's or not new year's eve christmas eve there used Mm -hmm. to be like someone that had like it looks like a sled and santa flying in the air and i remember as a kid going like oh my god that's him he is here early it's like the news said he wasn't gonna be here to go to bed right now like like they said he wasn't gonna be here till like two o'clock why is he and then and then like your parents like thanks a lot gary ruining it for everybody but it's like yeah it's like He's just checking around to make sure that you guys are still being good before he delivers. Like, is this, and I'm like, oh, cool. I don't know how they do that. There's definitely a house out there that has like the projectory or something. Oh yeah, but it's the Batman light. Y- yeah, but as a kid, you're like, that's really cool. And then when you see yeah. kids now that see that, you're kind of like, okay, don't ruin it for them. But you're kind of like, man, I'm 100%. still enticed of how they do that. So <laughs> I like those mysteries. Yeah, like I feel like when you die and then you go to heaven, be like, can you please tell me? And they're like, we're not even telling you. I'm like, oh come on, that's the one question that I have. <laughs> come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, in, in regards to like other traditions, like I know that's one, of course, that you mentioned. But like, do you find yourself listening to like say Christmas classics like on the radio? Because I know I enjoy the classics. There was a song like mm-hmm. I think it's Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCarthy. When I was mm-hmm. younger, hated it. As I get older, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it's kind of grown on me. You but I kind of do like that artist now, whether you want to call it like, you know, a, a cash grab or like, you know, I haven't released something in a while. So here's my like way back Christmas. in the door, but Christmas yeah. CDs. But I think there's like a few that have come out like Macklemore has like a, a Christmas song and a New Year's song. He does. Yeah. And it's really good. Wow. It, like It has like flashbacks to like 90s. And then amazing. Uh, Rob Thomas has one or a Christmas album that came out recently, which I really enjoy. I feel like these are like free plugs for them. Amazing. But if you're a fan, you're a fan. I love it. <laughs> Christmas music just rocks. So yeah, I always like finding new songs because again, like no offense, Mariah Carey, but like there's always so much <laughs> that Mariah can listen to. Yeah. Only so much of Hillary Duff, Santa Claus Lane that you can oh, listen to. Totally. So. I mean, I love all Christmas music. I do love the old, old classics. 
but I'll listen to any of it. Yeah. Yeah. If it helps, this is how old or like how young it's come to me where it's like a, I think it's like the song is actually, oh, I, I can't remember the name, but it's like Nat King Cole. And I only know mm-hmm. that now because in Macklemore's lyric, he refers to it. Oh. And I was like, man, like okay. there's going to be people out there. Like you should be embarrassed that you did not know that it was called. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I am. But I, I like am. that song. Don't too. worry. <laughs> don't worry. I am. You don't have to add more to me, but. It just took me oh, till Macklemore referenced it to. I'm like, oh yeah, I know that song. I just didn't know it was called <laughs> that or sung by that. It's like someone's yeah. telling you the difference between Frank Sinatra and like Dean Martin, and you're just like, man, it's just Christmas song to me. And then like years yeah, later, exactly. you're like, that was the song. Oh, did not know. But- There's also one by the oh, what is it? The something symphony. Oh, I can't even remember right now. But it's like my favorite one, and it's all instrumental. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, those yeah, those ones when I listen to like I Heart Christmas come on a lot. Like the mm. the one that I, I I've watched it plenty of times, but just never referenced it to like the it's like a Charlie Brown Christmas, and they'll play mm-hmm. that in it. And my nephew loves listening to it to go to bed, mm-hmm. but I, I just never really linked two of it together. And I've watched the movie yeah. the whole time, and I'm just a, like never really linked it. But sure, one of my very favorite Christmas albums is Snook's Christmas CD. Really? Don't okay. know if you know. No, I, I don't know. know if you know. I know, know the kind of curly hair and they used to come on like we have NTV down here. And it's just I my yeah. my aunt, when I was younger, hated it. Just did not like no! the character. Did not like the character. Oh. She's like, I hate that guy. I hate the character. I'm like, it's a character. It's not him as a real person. True. Relax. Yeah. True. But when I was recently in Newfoundland, I mentioned this while I was on set. And uh, a couple of people mentioned that they knew Pete quite well. Oh, wow. And they told him that I love his Christmas <laughs> CD. And he sent me another one. Oh, oh wow. Because <laughs> he has two. And I'm so excited to play it this Christmas because they make me laugh so hard. My whole family loves it. We, we just have a lot of giggles on Christmas. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, I, I think it's fine because obviously you have like, um, like either a favorite album or a favorite music video you go to. Like, I find now as you get older, and I think I, I don't listen to so much of the music or watch the music videos now, but when I was younger, it was like 98 degrees. I think it was like mm. uh, this gift. Much music used to play it all the time, but I liked how they right. had like a concert setting. The video for it was like, oh man, it's so magical. But yeah, in my mind is like, a, like, I guess this kind of brings back like the hallmark side of things too, where I'm like, man, it's like, I am going to meet a girl on Christmas. That's the song that's going to play. And it's going to be so romantic. Yeah. And then like another, and then your buddy would be like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Like, I'm right. just dreaming about my, my dream girl that I meet on Christmas <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah. Yeah. Up, yeah. Yeah. Just, just leave me alone. It's okay. Yeah. There's, there's that one. And then there's like another one. They have uh let it snow by boys to men because i watched like mm. the tv specials and the fresh prince one as i was younger didn't really like fresh prince as much as i do now but i just mm. like how they all tie that in where it's like will smith's oh, yeah. character like will is like yeah yeah it's like i totally need you guys to show up it's like yeah but like you used to date the girl that i did you called me shit and then they just <laughs> randomly show up for his nephew's christening and i'm like when you were younger like man like those guys can actually sing and then you're like oh wait that's boys to men you're like again yeah. One like, of those moments oh, like don't actors. Yeah, just- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, don't tell people that you did not know that was Boys to Men. Um, <laughs> but it's it's fine. It's all good. Yeah. I guess to, to close out the interview, one of the last questions I kind of want to ask, and it might not be so much Christmas related, it's just more okay. future related. But like, mm. what do you see yourself? I, I was going to say doing in 2022, but it's probably more Christmas or more movies in general. <laughs> but like, what are some goals that you have for 2022? I know that's kind of a loaded question because people are like, don't ask me goals. Yeah. I just want to succeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. Uh, well, yes, I do just want to <laughs> succeed. That said, I would really like if the opportunity is available and it is safe to do so, I would really like to do some traveling. I would, of course, love to work, but I think that's a no-brainer. I would like to write or at least develop a movie script idea or two that I have. My fiance and I have been working on a couple and I would like to get those a little bit more developed so that they're in a position where we potentially look at getting them produced or produce them ourselves. And I'm getting married. Oh, so nice. do that. 
just 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 drop that in there like it's not a big deal yeah. i'm getting oh by the way i'm getting married it's like oh okay. yeah so the other so, like, two things are were really big this thing's small but don't tell my fiance i said those two were bigger <laughs> he would not so like that things. i'd like to do those things and i'd like to do them well you know yeah. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned it in that order because at first I was going to be like, I'm going to ask Brittany. It's like, hey, can you produce that in Newfoundland? I will be a part of it if allowed. But then if I, if I had to let you keep going and then interrupt, it'd be like, he wants to be a part of my wedding. And I'd be like, I'd be like no. Well, Just, maybe, um, but no. Maybe, but no. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Brittany for coming on to the show. Remember... You can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob Sane. Thank you for listening, and good night. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.